Greetings and welcome to The Libraries Open, a podcast where we discuss technology trends in the library community and the tools we use as librarians every day. I'm your host, Elise, and joining us today is the Memeing Librarian. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Libraries Open podcast. I'm very excited because we have a very special guest today, somebody that I have been fangirling over for a long time. <laughs> So I manage the social media accounts at Bywater Solutions, and there's an account that I follow uh, and like obsessively like all their posts. And you've probably seen me share some of their posts in our stories before. And that is the amazing, the memeing librarian. Welcome. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm feeling great. Um, I'm so happy to be here. This is super exciting. Um, so I'm, I, uh, I'm not a huge podcast like listener. I like a few, so I hope I do okay on this. I'm not asked. Is this your first pod experience? Yes, it's my first podcast experience. However, I did have a uh, radio show in college, which is somewhat similar to a podcast. So um, I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna have fun, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess let's just dive right in. And could you tell us a little bit about you and how you ended up in the library world and how that journey was? Yeah. Um, so I have been a avid library user my whole life. Um, I uh, went, to, I like have basically been a patron of the library that I currently work at since I was born. Um, and I have just, the library was always like a super safe space for me. I loved it from like day one it was the space you know my mom would always uh always comment that i used to cry whenever i left the library every time and everything so it was like this this is how i how i grew up i absolutely loved it um and then uh when i became like a little bit of an older teenager like most older teenagers tend to do i kind of drifted off i i still loved the library but i didn't get to the library nearly as often and everything um and then uh, I kind of had a revival of like, li I loved libraries so much when I was in uh, college. Um, and then I, I had just never even thought about like libraries as like a career option until um, I had graduated college with a creative writing degree. And I didn't have, you know, creative writing degree, you don't have necessarily an idea of what you're going to do with that. There's not a whole lot of options for that. Um, so I was kind of you know free falling for about a year um after i graduated um not really sure what i wanted to do with my life i worked in a uh preschool at that point um and i just was kind of all over the place um and then it just kind of clicked and i was like oh my gosh if i could be like work in a library i think i would love that like i think that that would be my ideal job um so i uh i came to uh, the library that I currently work at, and I talked to someone at the desk, and I was like, I know you have to have a degree to get into librarianship and everything, but are there any uh, like non degree options that are available? Um, and they were all super helpful. Uh, the woman that I talked to, her name's Ariane, she still works here, <laughs> but she was like, This is how I got into it, this is what you can do. She gave me basically a step by step guide of like how to get into the library world without necessarily a degree and it just kind of within the next like month or two a job opened up and I was able to 
uh, jump on that. Um, I was so nervous when I first uh, applied to it. And looking back on it, it's like I did not need to be as nervous as I was. Clearly, I was <laughs> very fit for the job <laughs> and very passionate about the job, and they would have chosen me. Uh, but I was, I was just so excited. So, um, and then after that, just kind of, um, kind of just uh, went from there. My ultimate goal was to be a children's uh, ch youth and teen librarian. I wanted to work in the youth and teen department. Um, and uh, a year after I had, I was hired um, at the library as a page. I was able to uh, become a youth desk associate. So, um, and I've worked my way up from there. Right now I'm currently a youth and teen assistant librarian. Um, but uh, it's, so it's been a really fun journey, a really fun time. Uh, I got into libraries, oh, when was it? I think set, uh, not November of 2017. So um, it's almost almost uh, six years now. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a super fun time. I really have enjoyed it, even when I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I'm still like, I really am happy to be here, you know? So, um, but yeah, it's that I've, uh, I, I, I've really enjoyed it. I really liked it. And, you know, I think it's pretty obvious based on the fact that I run a meme page dedicated to libra libraries that this is something I'm very passionate about, but um, it's, it's been fun being able to actually just go into work and be able to show my passions off um, as what I do for my job, so. All the feels, like, first of all, I love that you use the library as you were a kid, like the same library you work at, that was your library. I always yeah. love when that happens. And then also we have a lot of, I think, listeners that were creative writing majors as well. So love that as well. That's, a <laughs> That's the way it goes for a lot of people, I think. I don't know what the connection is there, but I've met a ton of people who are creative writing majors who work in libraries. Um, and I think it's just, there's an, uh, you know, a lot of people when I was in college would tell me like, oh, are you going to be a teacher? Is that like the thought process of what you're doing? I was like, I don't really like being a teacher, you know, the idea of being a teacher because it's so uh, like, or, I don't know, like formulaic, strict, like you have to like adhere to a bunch of these different rules. Um, and then once it clicked with the library, um, I was like, that is like my, <laughs> that's my jam because it's like we can kind of do what we want in the sense of like I can run a creative writing you know club and it's that's kind of a fun uh thing but I don't have to like be with these kids for eight hours a day basically you know like it's a little bit of a different vibe um and I was homeschooled until high school so I was very library uh oriented for that reason um and it, it, I don't know the library fits into that kind of vibe of like kind of free form do what you want to do read what you want to read I'm not going to tell you what to read <laughs> kind of you know that kind of thing and uh, I just fit with my personality better. I think it fits with a lot of creative writing major personalities. So, Absolutely. I was also a former going to be a teacher and that did not happen. And I realized libraries were just the perfect fit. And so it's, it fits all the check, you know, like the check marks that you like, and then you don't have to do all of like the uh, other side of like the planning the class, you know, for the semester and like that kind of stuff. So, oh yeah. Uh, so I totally get that. <laughs> Well, yeah, now you mentioned your labor of love, which is why we're here, the, the mm -hmm. librarian. So I'd like to just get a, this. That's probably gonna be the bulk of our conversation here. So yeah. I kind of get into how that evolved, like how, how did that even get started? What was the impetus for that? What did it look like when it first started? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, so I started the Mimi librarian in August of 2018. So it was a 
about a year after I had start, I'd been working in libraries and um, thinking back to that time, there was just, I, I don't know, it was like, it was a really, <laughs> it was a different time <laughs> for libraries. Um, but um, I, I'm I was, I don't know if you remember this, it was like a, like alternative uh, National Park Service account that popped up around that time period. Um, and it was kind of like in a, uh, ant, you know, like anti Donald Trump yeah. uh, account and everything of like this person who worked in the National Park Services. And then they were like saying their truth. I thought that was like the coolest thing I had ever heard. I was like, this is so awesome. Um, and I was like, what if I did that for my current library, which was, I don't, I don't know how I even thought of that. Like, I don't know why I was thinking in that capacity because my library is there there's issues in the same way that there's like issues with all libraries but it wasn't like let me expose this you know like big undercover thing like the national park service was like that but i just thought it was cool to have this kind of like alternative like look at a profession i i guess um that wasn't like as you know strict as like the the official account needs to be um so i started it with that kind of being the idea um, that it would be kind of like a local, uh, like people in Fayetteville where I live would be like, yeah, I know that person, that person is a new librarian and they talk about stuff. Um, and it became very clear within like, I don't know, like two or three weeks that it was like, oh, the people that are following me are not all local. So a lot of them are, a lot of them were the people from my library, but a lot of the people that were like discovering it were not local. I, um, to even Arkansas and I, and I was able to uh, after I got like a hundred followers you can you can like change your um, account on Instagram to like a business model um, account and then when you do that you can see like who your where your followers are from uh, and like you can see like insights and stuff so I did that and when I did that I was like oh like a ton of people are from New York a ton of people are from like Illinois like there's like all these different people there's a couple of people that are like in the Netherlands that are following me I was like, this is bizarre. Like, this is not what I was expecting. Um, and it, it, it became obvious that it was not, um, it was not going to be just a local kind of like what I was thinking about my own library. And it was became like a kind of more of a, um, a, a, a nationwide <laughs> people were following me. Um, and I think part of that was because before I started the page, I would like look up library memes and everything and they were all like there were a couple of funny ones but they were like individuals posting like funny memes there was never there wasn't a post there wasn't like a group of people that I saw or like a particular poster that I saw that was posting consistently funny memes about libraries they were all memes that I don't know they're like I like to wear cardigans and like that kind of stuff. Like it was, that was all the library like, memes. The library cake, not that one. <laughs> exactly, no, exactly. Like the library cake, the, uh, but you know, like a lot of them were just like about things. I was like, I don't know. Like there are so many things that connect library, librarians and library workers that are so much deeper, so much funnier, so much uh, more like, interesting than like the fact that we like to wear cardigans or the fact that a lot of us like like cats or something like I don't know it was just such a like I was like this is such basic level stuff 
Um, and when I was looking around my office of, you know, people that I work with, I was like, these are some of the funniest people that I've ever met. These are some of the, you know, like most passionate people that I've ever met. They are so, uh, they, they really, they just care and they're tough and they're like, they really like want what's best and they really care about what they do. And I was like, I'm not seeing this reflected at all in the library meme world, you know? So I, that was another thing of like, when I started making memes, I kind of was very anti, like, I'm not going to make a meme about like cardigans or anything like that. I'm not going to make a meme about like this kind of like, you know, cheesy, corny stuff. I want to make a meme about stuff that like, and I want to talk about things that actually like affects the world that we're living in, the library world. Um, and that includes just talking about like the annoying patrons or the, you know, uh, uh, you know, book censorship or, uh, you know, like the fun things that we do and everything. Cause I didn't, I, I didn't see that. And once I started um, the page, there were more people that popped up that do kind of follow suit in a lot of ways. And they uh, have, uh, they, I'm not going to say they like copy me or anything like that because they're making their own memes, but they, uh, they also were like, yes, we're radical librarians and we're doing this kind of stuff. We're talking about real actual librarian issues and everything. Um, I don't know this, what he, has current he's offline now he doesn't uh you know uh he doesn't have an account anymore because it got shut down uh but uh james patterson official was a old meme account yeah library what meme happened account. to that page yeah so james patterson official uh got kind of too big um because and with the name of james patterson official unfortunately branding and you know uh using James Patterson's likeness and everything and branding in that capacity uh, ended up being the downfall of it um, because they, it got too big. Um, and I guess it was, I don't know, like Instagram will shut it, stuff down once it gets too big with that type of look and everything. So um, that was unfortunate, but I really liked the memes that he posted. Um, and uh, he reached out to me after the, his account got shut down and everything. And he uh, just, uh, Right now, all I know about him is I think he's he's working still in libraries. He's still working, but he and he might uh, decide to, to start up again. But it was a little bit discouraging to see all of his memes, you know, and everything. But he started right around the same time after I started. But like right when I started to take off a little bit uh, more, then they started, and so we were always, you know, we had uh, a lot of the same followers and everything. And so that was kind of uh, a fun thing that that was starting a you know a community of library meme pages that were a little bit more radical, a little bit more fun and everything. So it was kind of cool being able to see like more, you know, memes came out of it, more, you know, kind of like awareness that like librarians are fun, librarians are radical, librarians are, you know, interesting people, you know, kind of came out of that and everything. So I think that that was a, that was a really cool um, experience. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, but it, the page Memeing Librarian has taken off just way more than I anticipated that it would. Um, it, uh, I, I never, <coughs> excuse me, I never thought that it would. Uh, <coughs> oh, goodness, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a little something in my throat. Yeah. Um, I 
thought that it would probably like taper out at about 10,000 people. Um, that was always kind of my thing. I was like, I doubt that there's like this big of a community of people, but right now I think we're at like almost 17,000 people. I, I need to check. I don't, I don't keep up with yeah, it. I was just gonna look. Yeah, I know I wanted to talk about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Where are you at right this very moment? Oh, 16.3. 16.3. Yeah. Dang. So that, I mean, it, it's a lot. It's one of those things where I was like, oh my goodness, this is so much more uh, than I thought that it, there would be and everything. It doesn't seem like it's necessarily super slowing down either. So that's kind of, it's kind of a cool experience to see that kind of take off and everything. So I was like, this is, this, it's just a really fun, uh, fun experience to, to run it and everything. So yeah. Well, I mean, there's just so many things, gosh, I want to touch on with all that because <laughs> just seeing the growth, number one, I remember so back when, yeah, I, I remember, of course, James Patterson official mm -hmm. RIP to that page. And <laughs> I'm back at the day. I mean, it was only like fake library stats was like really the main like meme. And yeah. they're great. Like still love them to this day. Yeah, they're fun. They're <laughs> like the only ones at the time that weren't doing like all the cardigan jokes. Um, yeah, I think they were like, there was a library meme page on like it wasn't a page it was like a group on Facebook and like people would post their own memes on that so you had a couple of people like that that were posting like kind of fun uh memes and everything but it was a uh it was like individuals posting to a group rather than an individual posting on <laughs> Right. I'm sorry. I ate some peanuts right before this, and there's something stuck in my throat. <laughs> Did you need some water? Mistake. We can like pause for a minute. No, it's okay. <laughs> that was just a mistake to eat that <laughs> little snack right before this meeting. <laughs> That's how it is. In the midst of summer reading, you have to always That's have your That's the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, and also just kind of touching on when you talked about all the growth and all the followers that you've gained, how like much of a uniting force memes can be and, and humor and just bringing us all yeah. together. It's Absolutely. So it's one of those things that I think um, that uh, touching on like kind of like more serious topics using humor is a really good way of getting people to kind of like... <coughs> Uh, put their guard down a little bit and like let themselves be uh, kind of like well this is funny and this is like kind of an engaging way of interacting with this um, uh, you know topic whatever it might be whether it's book censorship or uh, kind of like more serious topics about like diversity in libraries and how there's we don't have a lot of diversity in libraries and everything and it lets people kind of like put their guard down a little bit because they're laughing and then be able to think about it after that. Um, so I think that that's like, a, that's a really good way of using humor. Um, I will say the most people that interact with my stuff, they're probably already in agreement with what I'm saying. So they're not necessarily having to put, put their guard down or think about that. But I think that that it does allow kind of like a welcoming space of like, well, why do I think the way that I think? And why do we do this ways, the things that we do and everything? And maybe it's worth pondering different ways of approaching a different top, you know, these topics and everything. So. Right. And so, yeah, that kind of gets to my next question. So I, I've been following your account, I think for a little over a year, maybe. And okay. so I've definitely seen, and then I've obviously gone back and look at older mm -hmm. posts, but I've definitely seen in the past year, like just with everything going on, 
it's it's there's there's all the great memes, but there's also a lot more you know serious content and commentary. Right. So I kind of yeah. want to talk about that and how that's evolved and and sort of like the necessity for that conversation. Have you been ever afraid of backlash, whether it's professional or what? Um, how has that been going? Yeah, so uh, there's a couple of reasons why there was there's kind of a, a significant tonal shift that happened um, on the on the page. Um, the first is obvious that this is just an uh, some of the worst book censorship that we have ever seen um, in this country, um, and definitely the vibes are very different than how they were five six years ago when I started working. Um, in libraries, they were they um, are just significantly different. And, and anyone that works in libraries that has worked longer than that will be able to tell you the same thing. It's this the last couple of years has been just the intensity has just you know ramped up, and it's just everything is is now uh, we're at red alert type of feeling, you know. So talking about it is kind of it's become kind of a necessity for that reason. But then also the. Uh, Instagram changed a little bit and they started focusing more on their reels as opposed to their TikTok, you know, to try and like counteract TikToks and everything. And there was a period of time, I don't, they're not really doing it anymore because reels have um, kind of taken, they're, they're, they have their foot in the door basically now. Um, but for a while, uh, Instagram was paying uh, certain creators uh, that were like around my size money to make reels and everything. I was like, well, heck, I'll cash in on anything that I can and everything. Um, so I started making a lot more reels for that reason. Um, a lot of the people that I saw that were doing the same thing, and you know, and again, makes total sense why people would um, cash in on that because it's a way of making money and everything. And I made about $200 a month sometimes, you know, um, but, uh, they, they didn't really have anything to say. So my biggest thing was always like, I have to have something to say, but I always had something to say with the book censorship <laughs> because there was a lot, there's a lot to talk about in that particular uh, um, everything. So it did, it did kind of shift for a couple of reasons. The world shifted um, and Instagram kind of shifted away from like, just, you know, just pictures. I still posted a lot of pictures and they still do very well, but um it, it kind of shifted away from that and things that were going to go viral tended to be things that were like uh reels that were made in the instagram app and everything so i i kind of i shifted along with that with that in mind um but yeah it the the biggest thing is that um it, we, we're dealing with a situation of like the uh book censorship across the country is really bad um, and within my own state in Arkansas, it's super bad um, because we just had a uh, a new law that was passed, Act 372, which criminalizes librarians for uh, having books that are deemed obscene in library collection or like accessible to minors. Um, and of course, if if it's in the library, then it's accessible to minors because that's we don't you know block off uh, you know 18 plus. <laughs> places are not like an old school you know video store with a you know a back room that people can go to that that's just not how libraries operate so uh it's basic they're basically wanting certain books completely inaccessible to everybody not just to minors um but 
and it's been a mess and it's and it was been really hard and that passed earlier this year um so i've had to uh, just, talk, I, you know, I, I know a lot about that particular law. I don't know a lot about like every law that's popped up that's similar to this. So I've talked a lot about that particular, you know, working as a, you know, librarian in a red state that's in the South that has this type of law, because it's like a lot of people are in similar situations. Um, and it, it just kind of like the, the necessity is there for like instruction, because a lot of people don't know how bad it's gotten. Um, so even though I still post memes, and I try to, I try to keep it light. Sometimes I try to, you know, talk about, uh, you know, and like post memes and talk about the different things that libraries offer. Uh, sometimes like a meme's not really appropriate. Sometimes you have to have a, like a deeper conversation. Um, and uh, I, I will use posts and reels uh, to, to do that um, when I can. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's so you're doing such important work with that. And, and I'm also in a ground zero place for that. I'm in Florida. So I, <laughs> I, I know firsthand and it's funny because so Bywater is a national company. So we have people mm -hmm. all over and while this is going on everywhere, it's, it's way more severe in certain places. And so there are some people that, that just don't, they don't understand what's going on in certain places. So yeah. raising awareness of that is just so important. Um, I honestly think people that are even in this place that it's happening aren't necessarily aware. Like if you're like involved, it's like if you're involved with libraries in any sort of capacity, you're going to be. If you're involved with bookstores in any sort of capacity, you're going to be. But if you're just kind of like a regular person who's like, hey, the world's on fire and I'm not going to be aware that like the world's on fire in this particular area too. Um, I think, I really think that like a lot of people don't realize how these things affect people like they don't they just don't put two and two together um i know that even like my mom huge library supporter is absolutely in favor of libraries she was like if you didn't work in a library i, I wouldn't know half the stuff that's going on. i wouldn't know about act 317 really because it's just not talked about nearly as much as it should be in um in the way that it should be in just an easy to understand way uh in you know, in, in our media and everything, it's just not. So it's a little bit of just getting that awareness out there um, in any kind of like, in any sort of like easy to digest kind of way um, is that that's kind of like where we need to be because most people do agree with the idea of libraries. Most people like libraries and most people uh, think that libraries should have multiple perspectives on library shelves. Um, but, uh, the, the the loud minority is saying that that's not the case and it everything that you know every sort of like uh study that's been done says that it is the case that most people do you know do trust their librarian do think that mo multiple perspectives should be on library shelves uh but it just it's one of those things that most people also don't know how bad it's gotten so that's kind of where my my focus has been for the last six months or so is just kind of being aware of like, this is why, this is why I care. <laughs> this, is, this is one of those things. This is why you should care too. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and I also really like that you touched on just the algorithm itself, because I want to get into that too, mm -hmm. how Instagram has changed um, because I think libraries have really seen it with their accounts. We've seen some amazing content come out of Milwaukee public. We've seen yeah. just this such creative influx of content. But, you know, sometimes like I miss the old school Instagram where it was <laughs> posting pictures 
and yeah. we have to be videographers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I do think there's an element of um in general, uh like libraries, this is what I always like tell libraries who are uh just starting out with their, you know, with their social media pages and everything to like keep in mind, like pictures of people or like videos of people are going to do better. So like, that's one of the reasons why these, uh, you know, Milwaukee library is a great example. One of the reasons why they do so well is because they like engage the public with like who their librarians are and they like have a, uh, just an interaction in that capacity. So it's, it's really a, um, great way to engage people in that capacity but yeah I agree it's like suddenly now our job is like I have to think of like a TikTok link based on this kind of like using this popular sound how can I make this related to libraries in a way that's like creative and fun and people I mean like librarians are incredibly creative people so that is something that they they can do and it's one of those things but it's like that's it does put some libraries at a disadvantage who don't have that's like not where their comfort levels are like those librarians who don't have the comfort level of like posting a video or lip syncing or dancing to like a you know particular song or whatever like that's at, you know when they could just like post a pretty picture and you know maybe even including their faces doing you know and being silly or whatever which used to get good engagement and now it just doesn't because of the algorithm. It's kind of a shame that that is, you know, like these people are also being kind of like left behind in that capacity. Um, I always try to tell people that's like uh, really what people like to see is the people behind the library. They like to see the, uh, the, the librarians, you know, like librarians, they work with people. They are very much a people, we're a people profession. And I think people, uh, the public idea of librarians is that we're not, is that we are these like very um, antisocial, you know, like don't know how to interact with people. And that's not the case. That's just not the way that it works. Uh, we we do know how to, you know, interact with people because we do it on a daily basis and we're fun and we're interesting and people that interact with us like the interactions that happen. So um, I always try to tell uh, libraries if they ever ask for advice or anything that um, they, uh, they just highlight that aspect of things and it, it could be that you're funny and it could be that you're uh you know creative in some capacity and that could translate really well to making tiktoks and making reels and using that as kind of like a jumping off point or it could be you know like you are uh you know interesting in some other capacity but there's a reason why people um that the reason why people like librarians <laughs> they, they like them because of who you are so just let that shine through um and i think uh i think a lot of libraries they do they do a decent job uh most most there are some like top tier libraries that are like wow you're just knocking out of the park this is this is great and then there's most are like you're doing a good job you're doing a decent job some libraries could really like amp up their uh, media presence. Um, but that's, you know, it's hard to do. So I, I get why it is hard to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like you said, the, just learning who's behind that's some of my favorite things too, is seeing, well, yeah, who are the people that work there? That's just been, and it's great for engaging. You can be like, oh, hey, Corey, or whoever, you know what I mean? Right. No, exactly. It's good for engagement or it's like, oh, I went to, you know, so-and-so's, you know, story time the other day and it was great or this kind of stuff. Like people want to comment that when they see like, oh, you did like an adorable you know, whatever, you know, dance or, you know, whatever. Um, pe people are there. They want to engage with that. They want to 
um, be part of their community. I, I really do think that they are, they're eager to be a part of that. So they, they like to be proud of their library whenever they see that kind of stuff popping off. So it's great. It's great to see some libraries do that. That's awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of interaction, I do want to talk a little bit about, do you have to deal with trolls on your account at all? I mean, I know it's a little, you know, library, it's probably mostly library people, but every, everybody gets trolls these days. So it just, yeah. you know, how to deal with that? How do you deal with that? Well, like I will say like 95, 90 to 95% of the interactions that I have are extraordinarily positive. If they aren't in agreement with me, they will be very respectful. They will, you know, it's like, that's, that is a huge majority of the people that I interact with. Um, and I, I think the fact that that's just, you know, like the community that is already out there, like most people that are like interacting with like library stuff are very respectful people and everything. So I, I do think that that's just like the type of people that uh, are following the page and everything. I really appreciate that. There are definitely some trolls. <laughs> <laughs> that have happened and they since I have gotten a little bit bigger it's gotten significantly more um when I was smaller it was like literally like maybe I, one out of every hundred posts would have like a you know off-color comment or something but now it's if I post uh, anything that's a little spicy there's going to be a couple <laughs> couple uh comments and uh, it's just the way that it goes you know um I <laughs> It's one of those things. It's like I think you have to have the right attitude towards the the people, um, and I, I absolutely love the people that follow me. The people that uh, you know, um, I I have nothing but love for them and everything. But there is an element of it's like I don't really care what people think about me because I you know it's it's one of those things. I just I can't care what people think because um, it's like I don't know you. Like I don't. <laughs> You know, like uh, if you like me, great, that's fine. If you don't like me, I don't, I don't really care. Um, but because uh, like I don't, I don't know. You might have bad taste. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't really don't care. But I think a lot of people don't uh, have that attitude um, and everything. So I think that it's really difficult when you when you have an attitude of like you do care how people perceive you and how people think about you um, to. Uh, uh, I think it, I think it can be really hard to hear all these comments and see all these comments and just like notice that people are perceiving you. I get sometimes comments on my appearance and sometimes comments of, you know, whatever. Like one time I posted a video um, and it was after a take of, you know, I, I said that I didn't like Elon Musk. It was like someone like, if you've talked to me for five seconds then I'll probably drop that. <laughs> I don't, I don't like him, you know, and everything. Um, and because I have like a, the Minecraft librarian, uh, as my profile picture, and I have had that for a couple of years, uh, like people were commenting that's like, your jawline looks like the mind, like you, you have a square face, like the Minecraft people and like this kind of stuff. And it's like, I found it kind of funny because <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So you're just mad that I have a stronger jawline than you. Great. That's awesome. You know, like that kind of, and just like playing it off with that type of thing. Um, but I think a lot of people who are not as confident, I guess, about like how they look or how they're perceived and this kind of stuff would find that very disheartening and very discouraging and everything. So uh, I always tell, it's like, you don't have to listen to anybody. You can always delete everybody. Like you don't have to interact with people that what, you know, it's like, you don't, you really don't have to, <laughs> you know, like I do, but you don't have to, like, you don't, you don't have to interact with them. Um, 
and uh, there was a ton of comments that came. I posted a reel uh, semi recently that was that got me a ton of followers too. It was a lot of positive, a lot of negative um, that compared. They just basically did it like a, a walkthrough of um, the the uh, Nazi Germany, the type of books that they burnt, and then the uh, books that we are currently uh, banning and everything, and how they were very, very similar, to covering similar topics. And um, it's one of those things that's like it's really easy to dismiss people, uh, dismiss like kind of like yeah, well they. Nazis burned books and everything, but it's like, what books did they burn? What were they against? And it's like, oh, wow, it's the same exact type of books that we don't, that we're having issues with today. Um, and, oh, so many people had, like, they had something to say about that. Um, a lot, again, a lot of it was good, um, but I think, gosh, it's like, I think we, I have, like, I think there's like a thousand comments on that now. I, I'm not actually sure how many comments there are, but it's like, it, it was one of those things that was just an unreal amount of comments. And that was easily my most shared, most liked reel um, that I had uh, made, but it, it had an enormous amount of comments. And a lot of them were people that were like, you know, you're a groomer, you're a pedophile, you're the, you know, like just talking about that kind of stuff. Um, and then some people were like, I can't believe you think that these books are, you know, should be good, you know, in schools or whatever. And I do try to like engage with people whenever they like, I don't care about being engaging with people when they're calling me groomer and pedophile. It's like, you've already lost the ability for me to like interact with you because it's just like, whatever, man. Right. Uh, but when people are interacting me and they're like, I can't believe that you think that. It's like, well, why don't you think that? What books do you have a problem with? Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. And a lot of times that's like the end of the conversation because they don't want to talk about it further than that. Um, but sometimes there has been interactions that I've had where it's like, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that it changed their mind, but it at least like they, they ended the conversation with like, this is a lot to think about. Like, let, I'll go ahead and, you know, like I'll, I'll ponder this more and everything. I'm like, great. That's awesome. Like, that's, that's exactly why I'm having, having this conversation with you. Cause it's like, maybe it'll kind of like shift gears a little bit um, and just get people to be thinking about it and everything. But uh, yeah, I do have to deal with trolls on the page sometimes, but the reason why I put up with it, the amount that I do um, really has to do with the fact that it's like, I don't think most of these people have people in their life pushing back on their toxic ideas. And I think it is like an important uh, to have people push back on that. Um, and in a, in a space that is again, like a relatively safe space, you know, in a, a, a space where they can maybe be like, maybe, maybe I can rethink what I'm doing here and everything. But does that actually happen? You know, it's like, the, I don't even know if it actually happens, but it, I think it does sometimes uh, <laughs> that like some people have a little bit of a change of heart or at least kind of like a little bit more of an awareness of like, maybe I shouldn't jump and just automatically agree with this side. Um, maybe there's something else to be said, but again, huge majority of the interactions that I have are positive or at the very least respectful. So. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely looked, the comments are all usually really, it's a really great supportive space and yeah. usually, yeah, you really do an excellent job of engaging the people that are kind of, you know, antagonistic and, you know, that say annoying things like, what about, you know, aren't you going to ban like mind comp or aren't you going to, and you do a really right. good job of saying, no, this, there's a reason this has cultural significance. Like right. just talking it through, I think a lot of times is all you really need. Some people are, uh, you know, 
there there are different like levels that the pro censorship crowd there's some people who are just like you can kind of dismiss out of you can just dismiss how they're talking because they're talking you know they're calling people groomers and everything they're not interested in an actual conversation and then there are other people who are what they're really concerned with is like collection development basically it's like this is a great question we've actually already thought about this <laughs> we actually already have policies and that um uh talk about this and everything so you shouldn't feel like we're just you know we're just buying any old book that we think of we actually do have policies and collection development and everything i think a lot of people they don't realize that because there's a there's a nationwide kind of like deliberate effort to dismiss and devalue the profession um and by doing that a lot of people think like no one's ever thought of this you know thing of like why why can't we allow Fifty Shades of Grey in an elementary school library? And it's like, well, because it just it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit in the collection development policy. It's not about whether or not that book should be banned or not. It's about like, it just truly doesn't fit in the collection development policy. Um, and I think that uh, a lot of people, they don't, they don't realize that how much work goes into book selection, um, especially for school libraries and libraries that are like pretty, I'll call them like just like low income, like we have to think a lot about what books we're putting on the shelf because we don't have a lot of disposable income for that. Like I'm pretty lucky. I work in a library where we can basically buy pretty much any book that if you request it and it fits into our collection development policy, we can buy it. But a lot of libraries are not like that. A lot of libraries have to be very selective. Um, so because they just, you know, when you can only buy one book a month or whatever, it's like you're not going to just buy whatever. But people don't, they don't think about that. They don't think about how that is like the day in and day out type of attitudes of that. So um, I do try to bring, bring an awareness uh, of that to my page. And I think it's educated a couple of people at least. So that's helpful. Again, I don't, I don't really, I think a lot of people are already in agreement that are interacting with my stuff, but I think it has helped a couple, um, uh, you know, uh, a group of people kind of feel like, oh, I, I never considered that. So. Absolutely. A lot of people just don't understand the inner workings. And so mm -hmm. that is really important that you bring that up. And it also creates a safe space for pe you know, people working in libraries that have to you know, deal with the frontline stuff and, and can't always necessarily have really honest conversations or they're confronted by an angry person at the desk or on the phone and you're kind of caught off guard like, oh, I don't know, you know, and so yeah. the space to go to and sort of learn some resources for dealing with that as well. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Because, you know, when you talk about it a lot, it gets a lot easier to talk about it with an angry patron um, or an angry, I don't know, family member or community member who you uh, don't, uh, you know, you don't know how to like answer that some of their claims um, that they're making because they're outrageous claims. So you're like, how do I even like respond to this and everything? Um, so I, I do try to, that is, yeah, that, having an ability to, you know, talk about this and just um, read about it and everything and see how other people are responding to that can be helpful for sure. Definitely. So where do you see, where do you see the Muming librarian going in the next few years? Do you have any goals or aspirations that you'd like to see or just continue <laughs> to, to keep kicking? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those things I, um, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants when it comes to the Muming librarian. I don't think about it all that much. Um, except in the moment of like, what am I going to post, uh, you know, today I haven't posted a meme and, you know, like a week or whatever, I'm going to try and come up with one today and like that kind of stuff. 
Um, gosh, I don't, I don't, I really don't know what the next step is uh, for the Mimi Librarian, um, other than like for my own personal like library goals. I have, uh, I'm part of the Arkansas Library Association's uh, Internet Intellectual uh, Committee, uh, Intellectual Freedom Committee. Such a long name, and every time I get make it makes up and everything. Intellectual Freedom Committee. Um, and uh, that was basically because of the Mimin Librarian that I got um, added onto that. Adam Webb, who is uh, like he's he's kind of a big shot here in Arkansas library world and everything. He uh, follows the Mimin Librarian and said, hey, I think you'd be perfect for this um, committee that we have and everything. So um, I was able to uh, get added to that for that reason. So I'm just going to like allow that to continue to kind of happen and we'll see what happens from there. Um, and hopefully uh, in the next couple of years, it'll be like, we can go back to just kind of just a little bit more silly stuff, a little bit more fun stuff and the kind of heavier stuff won't be as prevalent there. Um, I think we have the ability to disrupt what's happening um, in the current cycle culture war ridiculous cycle i think we have the ability to do that but uh if we hopefully that actually happens and hopefully we kind of like go back to kind of just like oh let's complain about patrons instead of having to deal with like oh i might get defunded i don't i don't like that you know so <laughs> that, i miss those days sometimes <laughs> i know i know yeah <laughs> like, make fun of the patrons banging on the door in the morning and exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> That's that's wonderful that you're part of that committee now, and I hope that goes well. Um, and I guess I also just want to ask, is there any accounts that we should be following that you want to shout out that are just amazing, that inspire you, that that we should be following if we're not already? Gosh, I you know, I'm awful at, I like, on the library, and you can see that's like, I hardly follow anybody. Um, so a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the people that I follow that I get inspiration from, I just follow on my personal account, but I'm trying to think. Um, of people to shout out I don't they're, they're not a lot of them are like they're you know they're not um library related and everything they're just like you know funny related and, and I bring in that kind of humor into my uh you know a, a account whenever I can of who I really like that I've been uh interested in the stuff that they're saying now everyone probably already follows but Penn America is they always have uh so many um uh awesome like anti-censorship like points and everything and uh it's a really uh cool i think that's what they're called i it'll be embarrassing if i say something that's not accurate and america yeah pen america um and it they do a lot of really really awesome um uh like points um about censorship and they like put out a bunch of surveys and like that kind of stuff. And that's really awesome. But then they also like just talk about, um, uh, they, they like will interview people. Like today they interviewed um, Art Spiegelman about how his book Mouse has been removed in uh, library schools and how he's, he's just getting more concerned with the way that it's amping up and everything. Um, so you get a lot of really interesting uh, things like that. So that's, it's kind of, it's a little bit like of a, bit more corporate and everything like you know American Library Association adjacent type of stuff but they really do put out a lot of awesome stuff so <laughs> that's great I just followed them so that was not funny. yeah yeah thank you 
you for that. Well, is there any other final thoughts you have for the podcast before we wrap it up? Um, you know, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, this has been really fun. I really, uh, I always enjoy talking about library. <laughs> I will talk everyone's ear off um, if they let me. So <laughs> it's always nice to have like a concrete, like, hey, I can do that and get my words out to more than just a couple of people. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Great. Thank you for being here. This was fabulous. And everybody, if you don't already follow, it's the Memeing Librarian on Instagram. Are you, I, I'm trying to remember if there's underscores or anything. I get it. No underscore, or I think actually, yes, there is an underscore. The underscore Memeing underscore librarian. And then um, on Twitter, I am also on Twitter, but it oh. is um, just uh, the Memeing Lib. But if, so, uh, because they couldn't put my whole name in that <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes no uh the meaning librarian on instagram if you if you uh type that in i'm the one that pops up people are. i just found your twitter and i love the little tagline it made me laugh i won't say um, it i'll let everybody because it'll be a reason for people to go look at it. yes yes no you know no i'm awesome. um, i'm i like twitter it's it's fun but uh not so much anymore uh yeah. it's not it's not as fun as it was a couple of years ago so uh, <laughs> but yes i'm on there i'm on uh instagram and those are my two socials that i'll use so well thank you so much again everybody go follow and um stay tuned for the next episode of the library is open we'll see you soon bye